0: This is the Agribusiness Report Special Guest today, Andy Levine, American Sea Trade Association. Bill Richmond's with the Agricultural Marketing Service on the National Hemp Report.
1: The first version of the hemp industry report includes two key categories of data, the first being some of the pricing around hemp retail products available. And so these are human food products that are being sold in grocery stores across the United States. The other category of data in this report has to do with imports of hemp materials into the U.S. And this is another crucial category because it gives insight into not only the volume, but also the pricing of some of the hemp products coming into the united states this is important because it certainly informs business decisions at the local level but it also gives key insights into some of the trends around world trade with hemp products
0: it's the agribusiness report i'm tony st james we're joined today by andy levine and he is president ceo of the american sea trade association andy welcome back to the show
2: Thanks, Tony. It's always a great pleasure to be with you.
0: Okay, and uh, again, for those who are following along, American Seed Trade Association, there's an elevator uh, explanation of who ASTA is, right?
2: Yeah, there is, Tony. We represent essentially any companies that produce seed for planting, and we like to say alfalfa, to zucchini, and every production type, uh, organic, conventional, and biotechnology. And then all the companies that supply um, uh, various implements for seed production, planting, and uh, processing.
0: Well, I think maybe is a good place to, to set the stage for what we're about to talk about. One of those is going to be a, a biotech issue in Mexico. But maybe before we jump into that, let's talk about an alliance that ASTA is part of, Food and Ag Climate Alliance. What's happening there?
2: Yeah, or FECA, the Food and Agriculture Climate Alliance, came together about a year and a half ago. It was really started by a couple of grower organizations and then asked to jump in soon after its origination as one of the key steering committee members. It's made up of a great alliance, I think, of farmers and ranchers and forest owners, uh, sportsmen groups and environmental advocates, as well as uh, even some state government representatives to really look at the environmental sustainability issues that we were addressing. But we pivoted as we moved, got past some of those and got into the Farm Bill recommendations. And so this group came together and we identified six key categories within the Farm Bill, all ones that people are probably familiar with, like conservation and risk management, energy, uh, forestry, food waste, livestock and dairy. And then a key one for us is that resource extension and innovation section. And we made recommendations to the to Capitol Hill and to the administration on where we see key things that would be beneficial to the agriculture and food industry to continue to evolve as we address not only market pre- pressures, but climate pressures and, um, and just overall global pressures that come back and impact our local farmers. So it's a great alliance. It's great to be around the table with that group of people as we move into a farm discussion.
0: And when we talk about that farm bill discussion, there are, I would imagine, things that uh, that ASTA wants to see, would like to see return to a, a new farm bill. Are, are, are there some priorities there you're looking at?
2: Yeah, I think as we look at it, there's some priorities that, that are common throughout this organization that ASTA is, is strongly supported, uh, too. You know, we want to create some uh, additional diversity in the equip and csp programs to to give that farmer a little bit more um a little more op- options for their operation because you know, we know that every farm is not considered equal or, or livestock op- operation um how do you look at what if climate smart ag practices and and how cover crops play a role in that because our members produce cover crop seeds We look at a definition or a federal definition for biostimulants and how does that move forward. And then uh, support for robust science and risk-based regulatory uh, process uh, for biotechnology and other plant-breeding innovations.
0: So, Andy, I kind of teed this one up earlier. I warned you I was going to tee this one up, and it (laughs) really deals with a trade issue at this point. With one of our good trading partners south of the border, Mexico, a biotech issue. What's happening there?
2: Yeah, um, President uh, Lopez Obrador of Mexico uh, two years ago set down a decree basically saying that they'll stop importing uh, biotech crops uh, for feed into their country. And most of that that they get comes from the U.S., so you can imagine whether. We're the number one exporter of uh, number two uh, number two corn to Mexico for feed. And there's just not that conventional feed available. And under USMCA, we have very strong language in there that highlights that. Uh, any policies that are made by any of the three countries are made based on science, good sound science. And we know that we have good sound science behind biotechnology and the use of glyphosate and the use of BT genes in our biotechnology crops. And so they're doing this from more of a populist standpoint. Uh, the industry has pushed back pretty strongly across the board from the food side all the way down to the farm, farming community. But the administration stepped up very well, uh, Secretary Vilsack and uh, Trade Representative, Ambassador Tai, have been fantastic in having conversations with and very direct, candid conversations with all levels of the Mexican government. We've been working very closely with our colleagues and peers in Mexico to help convey that message to the, to the president to his people. And they have been trying to modify the decree as they go along, but they sort of continue to just kick the can down the road and they don't really address the issues that are there and Really, the issue is that science-based policy with respect to uh, GMO corn and imports from the U.S. So we continue to push on that, and we think it's going to just drag along here a little bit until President Lopez Obrador decides to back off of his decree and let the imports continue.
0: Yeah, and... I guess that would be one of the next questions is if he doesn't back up, where does, where does that feed come from? Where, how, how do you fill those, those buckets that you've had full in the past? How do you do that and at what cost? So, uh, maybe, yeah. maybe ambiguous questions at this point, but, uh, would you agree just to wait and see at this point?
2: Well, we can't wait and see. I think this just sets a precedent for any future trade agreements or any of our trading partners who may have some pressure to change or modify their current import um, agreements with the U.S. government. And um, we really have to continue to push back on this. Realistically, Tony, there is no way that we could make a switch in the U.S. to that much conventional corn on the acres that we produce today. First off, you get a reduction in production. There's more inputs. There's more uh, uh, plowing that you have to do. Uh, all of those factors come into play to switch from the current biotech corn platforms and production methods that farmers use to a conventional one. Neat not to say that we don't even have the conventional seed available to fill all of those acres that we would need to fill for that amount of corn. And then if you look at the grain side of it, who has identity to preserve it from harvest all the way to shipping to, to Mexico. So you can see the whole logistics of this thing is just about impossible. Nothing's impossible, but this one is darn close to it.
0: I'm glad you brought up the what goes into producing that, uh, making that change here in the U.S., because it seems that move would also go counter to what the administration and Congress have been trying to do through things like the Growing Climate Solutions Act. What's happening there?
2: It really is. I mean, what the administration is pushing as we look at the Glowing Climate Solutions Act and and the opportunity to really instill a lot of innovation into agriculture and food production in order to address, as I spoke about earlier, Tony, changing climate, pressures on the marketplace. Uh, We know that we've got drought issues in certain parts of the country. We've got flood issues in certain parts of the country. That impacts our ability to produce crops. How do we make that seed more resilient? To do that, we have to have more agricultural research and working with the USDA, in you know, the AFRI program, the Agriculture Food Research Initiative, or Hatch funds for our land grant institutions, uh, and research at our 1890s institutions. All of those come into play to help to deal with that sustainable agriculture uh, opportunities going forward. So. We're going to see some additional, I think, investment in agricultural research and extension across the board, uh, both in various um, uh, funding programs as well as the Farm Bill. And I think those will be beneficial to this cause. But to go backwards when you have uh, a great system like biotech and corn, beans and cotton and a few other crops and cause more um, tilling to be done, more agriculture inputs to be done, potentially more impact on the environment is just opposite of what we're trying to do to make that soil stronger, more organic matter, and more sustainable. So it, it really is interesting when we talk talked with the Mexican government about this, uh, they, their eyes open up and they realize it, but they also have a populist policy that they're trying to deal with. So we're excited about the research side of this and the investments that are going to be made there and the impact it's going to have on agriculture and food production. But these bumps in the roads, like we have currently with our neighbors to our south, are a little challenging.
0: Andy, if we want to keep up with what's happening with the American Seed Trade Association, is the website a good place to go?
2: It really is uh, www.betterseed.org. It's a great spot to catch up on a lot of things that we've got uh, going on there. And we encourage folks to go there and, and, uh, look and see what we've got going on today and we're happy to work with anybody that uh, needs some additional information.
0: Andy Levine is president and CEO of the American Seed Trade Association, ASTA, in Washington D.C. on today's Agribusiness Report. It's been said defense wins championships but in farming playing defense doesn't pencil out. When growing cotton, you'll score big when you cut your input cost on seed and have the flexibility to apply multiple modes of action. Growing conventional cotton puts you on the offense because at the end of the season, you'll catch and delete your cotton, which helps save 50% or more on your seed costs next year. Find out why more farmers are going conventional and winning big. Call Brownfield Seed or go online brownfieldseed.com. Success is attained by those who approach problems with a plan and a purpose. As an advocate for High Plains cotton growers since 1956, Plains cotton growers has been tackling the tough issues facing cotton growers through beneficial legislative and regulatory changes. An important part of PCG's success is through close working relationships with congressional representatives and federal regulatory staff, allowing cotton growers more time to devote to farming operations. From the halls of Congress to the dusty turn roads of the High Plains, cotton producers depend on Plains cotton growers. It's the Agribusiness Report. John Rose is a representative from Tennessee and a member of the House Ag Committee.
3: You know, farmers are working hard day in and day out to put food on the table, produce fiber for this country. One of my good farmers back in the rural part of Tennessee, uh, I think, says it best. Um, You know, when you're uh, well fed, you have the luxury of having lots of problems. When you're hungry, you have one problem. And farmers in this room, I think, exemplify, uh, you know, what it takes to feed this country. And so thank you for being here and sharing for sharing with us. Thanks to Chairman uh, Thompson, thanks to Speaker McCarthy, and thanks to the World Ag Expo folks for hosting this event. But most of all, thank you to you for sharing with us. Uh, as a farmer myself, uh, I appreciate the heartfelt stories that I've heard today, and i I, I want you to know that we're going to take those back to Washington and try to fashion a farm bill that provides reliable, stable, predictable ag policy so that you can worry about attending to the business that you have.
0: At a recent Farm Bill listening session, it's the Agribusiness Report.
1: When it comes to farming cotton in West Texas, the formula for success is simple. Put strong in, get strong out. That's why growers rely on Delta Pine brand cotton. bred, tested, and made in West Texas for West Texas growing conditions. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow IRM where applicable. Grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. At Plains Cotton Cooperative Association, our mission is to ensure
0: the long-term profitability of our grower owners through value-added marketing programs and through services to their gins. As a true cooperative, we pay dividends back to our grower owners to financially strengthen their farming operations, whether in Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, or New Mexico. Rest assured, at PCCA, we make money for you, not from you. Welcome back. You're listening to the Agribusiness Report. Our special guest today, Andy Levine with the American Sea Trade Association. At Ag Texas Farm Credit, your success is our only purpose. We understand your financing needs and will be here to support you through it all. We specialize in traditional farming and ranching operations, recreational property, equipment and livestock, agribusiness and country home loans, plus insurance and leasing. At Ag Texas, we're dedicated to the prosperity of agriculture and rural America. Ag Texas Farm Credit, your success, our purpose. If you don't push yourself, how will you know what you're really made of? Cotton Research and Promotion Program works to develop innovative performance technologies that redefine cotton's capabilities and helps athletes push themselves further. Cotton Incorporated is working hard to educate consumers about cotton's versatility, especially in the athletic apparel market. Forever Cotton. Visit cottonboard.org slash forevercotton. It's the Agribusiness Report. It's one of several ways the
1: Agriculture Department is helping hemp growers understand the economics of this quick-growing industry. We at the Agricultural Marketing Service, by issuing this weekly hemp market news report, are bringing the hemp industry in alignment with more established traditional commodities. AMS's Bill Richmond says the new weekly National Hemp Report, which debuted last month, resembles the hundreds of specific commodity reports issued by
2: USDA. EA Market News. Information currently includes details such as pricing around hemp retail and human food products and imports of hemp materials into the U.S. Feedback continues to be gathered by AMS to approve the National Hemp Report for user benefit.
1: Yet, feedback has been positive. One of the things that we heard very quickly from the industry is that they are excited to have a free, unbiased set of data that they did not have access to before. I'm Rod Bain reporting in Washington, D.C.